What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Astros Baseball. I'm your host, Rob Fontenot. Joining me today to talk about the World Series win, click, JV, and mostly these new rules for next year, 2023, Mr. Greg Lucas. Greg, thank you for coming on. Hey, it's great to, great to have a chance to talk, uh, talk a little baseball. All right, so let's start with the World Series. We win the World Series. We were the best team in the American League. It, it seemed pretty easy, except, you know, Phillies, Phillies gave us a little battle. Well, when you go 11 and two in the postseason, that looks like it was pretty easy, but, uh, you know, there were some games <laughs> starting with that, uh, Seattle series. Uh, there were some games that, uh, could have gone other directions, but the Astros were the better team. There's no question. Yeah. I kind of forgot about Seattle since we swept them, but they swept them, but it was a tough series. I got to give them that. Well, anytime you got an 18 inning game and, and you've got a, another game where you've got to come from behind. Uh, in the in the last inning, uh, that's a tough series. It really is. Seattle, I'll tell you, uh, looking ahead, uh, they make a few moves in the offseason. They've got the nucleus of a team that uh, could challenge in the West next year. So what do you think about JV? He had the contract. You didn't know how good he was going to be coming off Tommy John. And then uh, he had that player option for the $25 million. And we all figured, you know, since he was a Cy Young probably the Cy Young winner this year, that he was going to opt out. Do you think he's going to come back to the Astros? How much money do you think he's going to want? Well, I don't think it's out of the question. I think it's more in the hands of any other teams that might be willing to take a chance on a 39-year-old pitcher, even though he was superb this year, and go more than two years, maybe three years. I mean, that, that would be an ideal situation for Verlander if he got three years at 35 million or more per year and i think that would be steeper than jim crane would go i think jim might pay 35 million dollars but i don't think he would pay 35 million dollars on a three-year deal he he's a kind of guy the astute businessman that he is he might say i'll tell you what i'll give you i'll give you 35 next year and a 35 million dollar option mutual option for the next year and i'm not sure if he would go farther than that but we'll have to wait and see what the what the market is i think jv would love to get a good deal here and stay because he knows this franchise is good. This team has uh, got a chance to win again. Uh, and, uh, but I don't know. We'll just have to see. That'll be his call. What do you think about the James click situation? Takes the team, to the world series two years in a row, finally wins it. And what? they offer him one year and he, and he walks. Yeah. For a general manager, that's uh, really, I, I won't say an insult, but it's pretty close to an insult. Now for a manager who's, uh, you know, 73 years old, a one-year deal, I, that didn't bother me with Dusty because to be honest, I think if the Astros had not won the World Series, neither one of them would have been brought back next year by, uh, by Crane. They won the World Series. And so, and, and, you know, if there was thoughts that Dusty wins and then he says, great, I made it, I'm retiring. I don't think Crane would have been upset with that, but when Dusty wanted to come back, there's not much he could do, uh, really. And uh, the the same thing with the general manager. Although, in 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 Click's case, it, it is pretty evident 
that there were things that he did or didn't do that Crane was not a big fan of. And this was just an excuse. I mean, he offered him a contract. So he can say, I did not offer him one, but it was only one year. And so now we'll have to wait and see what happens. I guess today the rumor, I don't know if it's, I mean, it's on the Astros website, but they gave Montero three years, 34.5 million. And they had like six guys that elected free agency that they had to decide if they wanted to try to bring back. And this is one guy I thought they should bring back three years, 34.5 million. Is that an overpay or is that good? You know what? Overpay is really in the minds of the owners. We as fans probably talk about it, worry about it too much. Uh, you know, they're paying him too much. No, Hey, if he plays and he plays well, I don't care what they paid him. The bottom line is if you don't play well, and uh, certainly he was very good for the Astros this year, but that's obviously a, a, a Jim Crane deal too, because click's gone. Somebody had to make that happen. Now it may have been in the works, but uh, it was made happen without a general manager. Yeah. That was the guy that I, that I put on the top of the list that this is the guy we should get back. He was a, the eighth inning guy, closed some games, kind of thought he would get priced out. Maybe somebody would bring him in as a closer, but I'm happy they got him back. But the next two guys on my list is Yuli Gurriel and Brantley. What do you think their futures are with the Astros? Well, personally, and that's just me personally, I'd like to see them both get one-year contracts and come back. But I don't think that is logical as much as I would like to see it. And the reason I'd like to see it is the Astros are still thin in the outfield. Unless they make some kind of a deal, they're still thin in the outfield. And as productive as McCormick was at times in the second part of the season and certainly in the postseason, he's not the long-term answer. Maybe the long-term answer is not there. I don't know if it's in the minor leagues. At least it's not on the high levels right now, apparently. Uh, they also have a problem at first base where – they don't really have a first baseman. That's a sure bet to step in. So in both cases, there are a couple of reasons why I'd like to see them back for at least a year. Uh, and one is uh, Brantley is an outstanding hitter. Uh, he can spend some time in left field. He and Jordan could shift uh, off in left field and designated hitter. Guriel is show, has shown in the postseason that maybe it didn't all disappear. Maybe he still can hit. And we know how well he can field, but I wouldn't go more than a year contract on either one of them. If I could avoid it. I think they both want to come back. And I, I feel the same way you do. I'd like them to come back. I mean, if Yuli doesn't come back, are they going to have to go get a first baseman? I thought maybe they would use Mancini, but they let him go. Brantley, you know, hit 288 before he got hurt. I think they, they both stay would be a good move for them as well as the team. What do you think about Diaz, Aledmus Diaz? Well, he was a very valuable player during the regular season. I think we forget that because he was so nothing in the postseason. He and Mancini both. That was an easy call on Mancini because uh, they would have owed him, I think, $13 million, and he didn't show them enough uh, when he got over here. And so that wasn't a, a tough call, really, for him, them to just let him go. But uh, Diaz, um, versatility is very good. He, uh, he has been a much better hitter than he was in the postseason. Uh, so this goes down to probably dollars and cents because, you know, there's some other people that probably, probably could be using that utility role for less money. But we'll just have to wait and see how that turns out. Yeah, we were thinking maybe Hensley could step in that role. And maybe D, I mean, Yuli Gurriel. What if Yuli Gurriel is the uh, 
but you still wouldn't have a first baseman. So I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah. Yuli supposedly can still play a lot of other positions, though we haven't seen it. Uh, uh, but um, I, I think I think Diaz is probably on the bubble. I think he's probably on the cusp. Here, let me say this. Here's here's sort of an important thing. He, he's part of that uh, three man Cuban connection. And uh, I think uh, it would be nice probably for uh, Jordan to at least have one of those guys on the team again next year. And we'll just have to wait and see. And I think Yuli also is important to get some more Cubans because they kind of well, want to go I to mean. Houston it, because uh, of him what, too, right? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, right, in the future. Well, and that's the other thing. This club has been so good at scouting in the Dominican and then, and you know, obviously Cuba, but, uh, that, uh, and they lost a guy, a key guy, Casio has gone to the, to the, uh, Florida to Miami, uh, that, uh, some of these backup guys in the system don't get talked about as much as the head man, the general manager, but they, uh, they've been pretty important in the building of this team. So James click really doesn't get a lot of, of uh prey i guess credit that's the word i'm looking for well he should he should though because what was the strong point of this team it was the pitching staff and what was the strongest point of the pitching staff the bullpen now he didn't have anything to do with the starters they they were acquired or in the system before he came but virtually every member of that bullpen came under his watch and uh, don't don't (laughs) don't uh, short him on that yeah, I give him credit. I'm just saying I don't I don't think a lot of fans do. No. I think they still believe that this is the team that uh Luno built, so they don't really give him credit and they don't even seem upset that he's gone. But what do you think about his his trade deadline move this year, getting Mancini and Vasquez and Smith? I, I thought it was pretty good. He got three good players and gave up nothing. Well, that party to gave up nothing, but I think that may have been the beginning of the, uh, if there were any problems between he and the owner, I may have started at the trade deadline because, uh, he, he really got, uh, he got second level players. He, he, you know, he, and, and I, Jim Crane, um, will spend money. Uh, he will take a chance. Uh, and I think uh, click is still having to break some of that tampa bay method which means have no money can't do anything i I think he would have been given a little more leeway here's an example just this signing uh today that's a pretty good amount of money three-year contract for a relief pitcher and they did it right now it's done if that you know if the evidence is all true and it seems to be since as you said it came off uh, astro's own website Mm -hmm. but uh that uh he'll spend some money uh and uh, he just wants to make sure it's the right thing and he also knows that uh uh, you can give up some prospects because a prospect is only a suspect until he actually does it in the major leagues. And, you know, we've had some, a lot of guys that are playing in the major leagues that once were Astros, but uh, so far there are very few that actually have turned into budding real stars. They're in the big leagues, but they're not necessarily turning into big stars. And that's, uh, that's why you've got to be not afraid to trade some of them. All right, let's get into these new rules. This is the kind of the reason we hooked up and that I wanted you to come on because when they announced them, you had some opinions and I I really would want other people to hear those opinions. But the reason they made these new rules designed to improve pace of play, increase action and reduce injuries. So let's start with the pitch clock. What do you think about the pitch clock? 
Uh, I think when we see it, it will be umpires giving, uh, you know, there'll be a lot of umpire leeway in some of this stuff. It's not just going to be automatically starting, uh, you know, when the ball goes back to the pitcher and blah, blah, blah. The umpires will be giving hitters a little more leeway, pitchers a little more leeway, but they will speed, it will speed up the game because on the, you know, routine at bat, uh, the pitchers will be expected to uh, take the ball from the catcher, get the sign and throw it. And I have no problem with that. It's just that some of the pitchers will because they'll have tough time adjusting. But uh, they will. They will adjust. And uh, and so everything will be good. I, I tell you what, though, I have a big problem that Major League Baseball worrying about how long the game takes or all that sort of stuff. Pace of play is one thing. Game time, I, I'm not I, that never has bothered me, never will bother me, but uh, it bothers them. And so they're going to try to try to speed it up. I don't think the pitch clock will turn out to be as big a problem. I don't think there will be that many violations of it. There will be some, uh, but I don't think there will be that many because they'll be working on it from spring training and pitchers will learn. So they also, so they said it reduced games in minor league 26 minutes, but uh, I mean, the one thing also is the, is the time between innings. If you watch the world series it just seemed like the commercials went on forever and i know that's the world series but there's other places to cut it regular season i think it's a minute 40 and in the world series i I think they had a whole extra minute on that uh but even so that's quicker than your average your old uh, story back in the day when the break between half innings was 60 seconds and that was it and uh, so if you were doing radio your commercials had to fit within 60 seconds but nowadays there are the, the breaks are all longer than that we can't do anything about that uh that's going to be there forever uh but um try to get the play of the players uh, you know a little bit less time for the pitcher stepping off the rubber and going back and forth and the batter stepping out of the box and they'll with a clock on it they'll regulate it a lot more than they have when it's just been umpire in the umpire's hands yeah it says you can disengage the rubber twice per plate appearance if you do it more than that it's a bulk but also the uh, the throw over to the base where the base runner is, you can only do it twice. And if you do the third one, it's a balk, right? Unless you pick him off. Yeah, you Unless can do you it a third off. time, but you got to pick him off. In other words, if you don't, he's either going to be safe at second base or he's going to be out <laughs> on that third one. And uh, I, uh, I think base runners now try to guess a lot of time. The ones that are base stealers, they, they, they do a lot of guessing on what pitches they're going to go. And I don't think that's going to change too much. Um, it will have some effect. Some of the better base stealers will probably try stealing a little more than they have in the past, but uh, we'll, we'll just see how that works out too. Uh, I, 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 the only thing that I'm bothered with is the fact that, you know, it's automatic. If you don't get him, he gets second base and I don't know. I don't know. We'll just see. I don't think if you look at an average game, uh, the pitchers don't throw to first base on average batters very often when there's a guy at first base. Now the speedier guys, they'll throw more. Well, they won't be able to throw more now. Yeah. You have to be careful after that first one, but it did say it increased uh, stolen base success from 68% to 77. So it should have a little, uh, impact on that if you don't have anything else to add to the pitch clock we can go to the defensive shift restrictions that'll have the biggest effect on on the game and it's a this will be a positive effect uh because you wait and see how you you wait and see the astros two top left-handed hitters one of them already is a 300 hitter with power 
The other one was a 250 something hitter with power. Well, the king <laughs> is going to be, he's going to have a chance to hit 300 next year oh, because yeah. he hits a lot of balls uh, that are, that are grabbed by the uh, short right fielder and is thrown out. And uh, the second, here's where this is going to work out for left-handed hitters. You can only have two infielders on each side of the, 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 the base. Now, there's nothing saying you can't bring an, in, an outfielder in to play short right field, but the trade-off is then you've only got two outfielders. And that's a, that's a trade-off I don't know how many managers are going to want to take because that's extra base hits if you've only got two outfielders. There's nobody to cover all that ground. And uh, so consequently, I don't think you're going to see too many outfielders playing short right field like Altuve does a lot now where they can shift. And I don't think you're going to see much of that. And you're going to see a lot more balls that would have been hit in hits in the old days before the shift came in uh, that are going to be hits again uh, from left-handed hitters. And I think that is good because I want more action in the game and that will do it. That will put more people on base. I think one thing that the, the defense will do is because it's, it's when it, they got it, they can't move till after the pitch. So they could stay right there by the base and then move over. But I think it's going to increase action. You know, you get someone like Tucker come up and he, he hits one. And then the guy's just the second baseman is just sitting there in short right field. Like Altuve is all the time. And yeah, I don't think there'll be, I'd be very surprised if we see that anymore. I, I, I think the, um, again, cause it would have to be an outfielder. And uh, that's the only people who can play on the grass uh, in, yep. in the, in the new rule. And the, the complex is, or the, the, the problem for the defense now is um, where do you put the second baseman? Okay. He's having to cover that whole side because the first baseman can only go off so far. Otherwise he's going to have to make every play to the pitcher covering. And they, they want to do that as little as possible. Yeah. So he's only going to be able to go over so far. And so they're going to have to really have some good charts uh, showing where against curveballs this guy hits the ball uh, when he pulls it, and fastballs where he hits it, and figure out a really perfect spot for that second baseman. The, the shortstop can be right on top of second base. That's no problem. And as you said, yeah, when the pitch is let go, I suppose he can start heading over, but then he's in motion, and that really isn't going to be a great, great value, except the fact that he could start going once the ball is hit and he had a chance to get to some of them. But I think it will be, I, I, that is the one rule that I'm, I'm, I have no problem with at all. And the argument that some fans have is why don't these guys learn how to hit the ball the other way? Well, <laughs> it's two reasons. One is it's very difficult when guys are throwing at the speed that they have been throwing in the last five years, very difficult. That bat has to start so quickly you can't even react to hit the ball the other way when the pitch is away from you. And that's, those are the ones you should be able to hit the other way. That's very difficult. And secondly, the emphasis on the long ball has also come at the same time. And if you're taking less than your best swing, then you're not going to have a chance to hit the long ball. And I think those are weak answers. And, and for the weaker hitters, that should be something they should be learning how to do or trying how trying to do. But, but the weaker hitters are not the ones that are going to be overshifted so much. So that's not going to work either much. That's one thing that I read when researching this is that the shift is sort of 
part of the reason that it has be, became a home run or nothing league because people like Kyle Tucker and uh, Jordan, you know, they have the shift against them all the time. And it's either, you know, hit a home run, get it in the outfield, hit it the opposite way, or you're out. Well, yes. And as I say, I think this affects Tucker more than Jordan, although Jordan, because Jordan hits the ball so hard so often that he can sometimes get it through. But, uh, you know, he also has had a number of them that have gone right at that, that right fielder, this short second baseman in short right field. And uh, those are base hits. And those were base hits for all those years. And I think it's also important to point out that uh, Ted Williams, when the shift first became famous back in the Williams shift that Cleveland used against him, they did not put people in the outfield. They did shift the outfield or the infielders around, but they did not put people in the outfield. And Ted didn't change his style at all. Of course, he was a 340 hitter with power, so he didn't worry about it. But, uh, and he still hit well. But uh, other guys that, uh, you know, uh, have not been able to change their style in, the, in this recent era. And so consequently, we see an awful lot of left-handed. I'll, I'll tell you a guy that's going to boon from this too is Rizzo. Rizzo, wherever he winds up, he's a good hitter. And his batting average wasn't very good this year. But I'll tell you what, it'll be a lot better starting next year because he's a good hitter. Astros learned that in the, uh, in the series with the uh, – Yankees, he was about the toughest hitter they had to face. And so uh, because he made contact and, and uh, his strikeout totals were a little less than the rest of those guys. So I'm looking forward to that. I, I really think that is going to be um, going to be good. And I, I think some of the pitchers are looking for it for a different reason. Uh, I remember when the shift started to become popular and I was still working with the Astros and there were you don't know how many uh, Astro pitchers did not like to see the Astros go into an extreme shift because they felt that it was too easy for a poorly hit ball to get through on the other side, number one. Number two, it made them less uh, likely to want to go on the outside part of the plate because that's the, where the ball quite often goes uh, if you're pitching to them and your defense is all on the pull side. Uh, there were a number of them that were reluctant uh, to see that shift. Uh, because it didn't give them the full plate to use, they felt. And so we'll just see. Now, these guys that are strict pull hitters, again, like a lot of the left-handed hitters, it really didn't hurt that much. The shift maybe helped them. But I guess right-handed hitters and some of the other guys that they used the shift on, some of the pitchers didn't like to see it at all. All right, so the third rule is the larger bases. They, they implemented it to improve uh, player safety base related injuries were down by 13.5% in the minor leagues, trying this out. Uh, they, and it reduces the distance between the base by 4.5 inches. This, I, I like this because if you go back to, I guess when the Astros were playing the Dodgers and Manny Machado kept stepping on Yuli's ankles. I, I like this. Well, uh, the, the simpler way would have been to uh, utilize the, softball two base situation at first base as you may know in softball they have a uh, they have two bases side there it's a one base but it's it's divided in, into two it's twice the size and half of it is in the running lane and the other half uh, it's in foul territory if the ball hits that half that's a foul ball but it's it's in the running lane so that there does not have to be the problem we have sometimes where 
the runners, if they're in the running lane, have to get out of the running lane or to the left of it, to the extreme left of it, to make contact with the base when they get up to the base. That would have been simple, but they did not, uh, they did not advocate that. Instead, uh, they just made the bases bigger. And I, okay, maybe that's okay. I don't know. It, it may lead to more stolen bases. That's what people are also alluding to, that those, some of those close plays at second base will now be going definitely in the runner's favor. So we'll have to wait and see on that. It may be that it's just the plays are still just as close, uh, four inches closer to the, you know, than they were. Yeah. I don't know how much difference that's going to make, but I thought about that also, if it's for, for player safety, they could have just made the, you know, first base wider to give the, you know, to give you room to. Well, and as I say, share they, the, yeah, like you talked as about I say, they could have just had the softball running base and that would have worked because really they've put in so many laws in recent years or rules in recent years. Uh, the game is so much safer than it used to be. You know, that's why, you know, the old phantom double plays and the, where the umpire would rule the guy out as, for a safety factor. If the play was obviously they beat him, whether or not the guy was still on the base at the time or not. Now you've got to be because they'll show a replay. And if you're not, uh, the guy will be safe. So uh, they've, they've done so many things already uh, to make the game safer. You know, the collisions at home plate can't have one of those. And on the amateur level, it's even more extreme. So uh, I, I don't, I, a bigger base uh, didn't really fire me up much. Uh, the time thing didn't bother me. Uh, and I do like the, uh, the shift being, because uh, I want to see more base hits, and uh, and and that's the only way that's going to uh, get better. So uh, let's go with this. Where, where do you think the Astros are going to go find a GM? They going to? I heard they wanted that somebody that has already been there before. Who knows? Well, they the, 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 uh, well, they've got some guys spread around Major League Baseball, but obviously whoever it is is not going to come on a one-year contract. There, I think. Uh, the, the problem with what uh, the owner did, Crane, with Click, and offered him only a one-year contract after winning the World Series, will keep experienced general managers. Uh, they'll be a little bit weary or wary about working for this owner. However, guys that are assistant GMs now, and this would be a promotion, and uh, there are a number of those out there, including some that worked for the Astros in the past, uh, they will be more likely to be the kind of guy that's going to be all, all gung-ho and, and willing to take a job like this. So I think there's some good people out there, and I think it's a question of how much authority they're going to get. I, uh, Jim Click seemed to think he didn't have as much as he thought he should. Uh, that was uh, something that was alluded to. Uh, and uh, so we'll just have to see how that shakes out. But I, having someone with experience in the role of a general manager, I think, is probably a long shot. So what do you think the Astros needs are for 2023 in the free well, agent market? 2023, I, I, with all due respect to all of Chaz McCormick's buddies and, and all the other guys that have played center field, they really need improvement at center field. And it would be wonderful if they had someone in the system, but the only guys they've had down there in recent high levels have not hit uh, well enough to be considered. Uh, first base, um, same thing. There's nobody in the system pushing. In other words, there's, there's no Pena for first base or Pena for center field like they had Pena for shortstop. 
and they came out great there, but that, that, that pretty much did it. They have, uh, uh, they'll have to make a decision with catcher, uh, simply because the age is going to be catching up to, uh, uh, Maldonado pretty soon. And you, you gotta have somebody as they did, uh, when they went through the trading deadline, they got a veteran backup catcher. Uh, and, uh, so they need to, they need to look at that position, uh, whether it's someone who can play more, uh, and, uh, and Maldi play less, but still be a, a key factor. That's another thing they've got to be looking at. And I think they will be looking at that because I think they would like to have a little more offense in the position, but they don't want to lose, uh, what somebody like Maldonado brings to the pitching staff and, uh, and to the defense. So it's, it's. But they, they've got to look at those those main those three positions. I don't think they have to look at the pitching staff at all. I don't think top, you know, bullpen or starters, except, uh, you know, because if Verlander would leave, okay, that's a great loss. But golly, they had six starting pitchers. They have great hope for Hunter Brown. He's going to have to show that he has better command uh, than he did in his short start stint here. But that comes. Pitchers get that. And uh, they, they acquire that with experience. So, um, no, I don't think they'll, they have to do anything with the pitching staff, except maybe use one of the extra starters in, in a trade for one of the other positions they need. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, so let's talk about this. You, talk, you spoke about Rizzo. He opted out of his contract with the Yankees. And then also they have, they're dealing with Judge. They didn't offer him a contract. Would Rizzo fit in? I know. I mean, people talk well, about Judge. He, I don't. I don't see Judge coming here. I think he would want way too much money. But would Rizzo be affordable to to be the first baseman? Uh, he'd be expensive because he's he's a veteran and he's been around for a while. But he would be someone that I think they should kick the tires on. Uh, left-handed hitting first baseman. I I think they should kick the tires on it. Uh, Judge, from everything I'm hearing, is the Giants are going to go heavy off him. Now he, as I recall, he's from California. And so that may not be as strange as a lot of people think giants have spent a lot of money in the past. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I think uh, he, they may be the Yankees uh, biggest competition for, to retain him. All right. That's all I have. Do you have anything you want to add about? No, I just think it was, it, it, it's been a great year in, in Houston baseball. It's been a great, actually, six years if you get right down to it i mean the disappointment in 19 when they couldn't win a home game in the in the uh uh world series and uh the the questionable decision with the last minute pitching in the late in the game by the manager uh those were negatives uh last year was just a shock uh, because uh we just didn't think uh didn't think the braves were uh uh, deep enough to uh, knock off the Astros. And of course they, they took charge and took winning in six. And this year, the Astros just did what they were supposed to do. They won 106 games in the season. They never had any real long slumps. They had some players that didn't perform at times. And that's why some of these guys were acquired at the trading deadline. And as it turned out, uh, neither one of them ultimately were needed much, uh, but they did make the move and they didn't, as you said, they didn't really give up all that much. So um, if they can just duplicate that, easier said than done, expecting a little tougher, uh, tougher competition in the uh, division. I think the Rangers may uh, upgrade their pitching a little bit. Uh, and I know the, uh, the Mariners are already have already have and are, are not done. Uh, so it'll be it'll be fun. But I'm, I'm happy with the situation they're in. 
uh, just get themselves a good general manager that can uh, handle all the little stuff, keep that scouting report together, or scouting staff together and the development people, uh, because that's, uh, that's what's made this team so good for these years. And they just got to keep doing it. You spoke about the Rangers, the uh, Braves traded Odorizzi to the Rangers. And then there was somebody like Jacob deGrom, one of these high profile. I, I and, saw and that. He uh, said he was interested in going to Texas. So. Well, it, the, probably if they pit, they, you know, they pay enough money, you know, and as here's the thing, the Rangers will become a threat more often than they ever have before. Now that they have that stadium, they've got, you don't know how many people just wouldn't go there because it was too hot. And now that is not an excuse anymore. And so uh, the Astros are going to have to watch out for the Rangers uh, building themselves up into a real competition. Yep. All right. Well, that's all I got. I really appreciate you coming on. I always enjoy talking to you. Well, it was a lot of fun, Rob, and thanks for having me. And we'll talk again sometime. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.